It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we make up the Lockdown Bengals podcast, your only daily source for all things your seven and four Cincinnati Bengals in the thick of the playoff hunt, about to play some very meaningful December football. We'll talk about just how meaningful those games are and the playoff situation to finish up the show. But before we get there today, We're going to have a big old offensive line conversation for the most part. Everything's at least centered around the offensive line, which was, of course, an area of consternation for fans for this podcast going into the season and has, for the most part, settled in. And lately, you could even say has exceeded expectations in some ways, and and I would say especially in the run game. So we'll talk about all of that. Jonah Williams spoke to the media today. There's a TJ Watt COVID storyline as he was in Joe Burrow's face that we need to talk about as well. But I think we have to start James with an injury on the offensive line. And and there were two injuries that were discussed by Zach Taylor in his Monday press conference. And they're both a little bit worrisome and, and we'll see how they play out this week. One of them on the offensive line is Riley Reef. He injured his ankle. We think it happened on the Joe Burrow interception when he was trying to chase down the play afterwards. He did not play after that. He did not. Uh, sorry, yeah, he didn't play after that. And, and Zach Taylor said he could have potentially played in an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. Today saying he's going to need some tests. We're going to see what it's like. And so... That's the big we'll see. The other injury, an ankle for for Chris Evans, a hamstring for Thaddeus Moss. Not as important as your starting right tackle with one of the Bosa's coming to town with the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, that's the the big scary thing is, one, is he going to be healthy-ish and healthy enough to go and play at an effective level? And then if not, 
is it really Isaiah Prince time? <laughs> like that's not uh, necessarily ideal when there's a, a man by the last name of Bosa coming to town. And it does. It feels like the Bengals have to deal with one of these crazy all-world edge rushers every week or, or some kind of all-world pass rusher. It's just how it's played out so far this year. And, you know, it's not going to get any easier the final six games of the season. But, yeah, hopefully Riley Reef is okay and, and good enough. I think we'll learn more, obviously, Wednesday if he's out there. But he's a veteran, and it didn't seem like Zach was too concerned. But I don't think he was as confident on Monday as he was Sunday. So take that for what you want to take it as. But uh, overall, this team has kind of dodged serious injuries or the, the injuries that would kind of derail your season. But uh, not having Riley Reef, not that it would derail the season for a game, but uh, you'd certainly like to have him on Sunday against the Chargers. It can make your life harder. And the good news on the injury front, Trey Hopkins, the, the update there was as confident on Monday as it was on Sunday, nothing major. So that is some good news. And I guess the other bit of good news is when you look at alignment for uh, Joey Bosa, he's playing a lot on the left side. He plays a little bit, th- bit on both sides and he will move around, but he he's only had one game where he took a majority of his snaps on the right side of the line of scrimmage. That was in week five against Cleveland. They moved him to the right side. So maybe you see that again. If uh, if if you get a lot of... Oh, wait. Am I getting this backwards? I'm, I'm reading this backwards. He predominantly plays on the left side of the defense, which means he would be on... Yeah, there you go. He would be on the right tackle side. My yeah. bad. I read that wrong. So it is going to be a lot of Joey Bosa for whoever's playing right tackle. The Bengals, though have been helping in that area. We talked about it last week in the film review. We'll talk about it again tomorrow when Mike joins us to talk about the takeaways from the, the drumming, drubbing, destruction, whatever you want to call it, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Domination, ridiculously sure. awesome blowout that people loved in Cincinnati but hated in Pittsburgh. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, they're chipping, early <laughs> chips. And, and there's a, a good highlight out chips. there of one of the – one of the Joe Burrow throws where CJ Uzama gets a good little, not necessarily hit on Watt, but slows him down. And so that, that adjustment has been made. We saw that split back look a little bit against Pittsburgh as well. And it was Jamar chase in the backfield. So maybe you get a little bit more of that, but generally speaking, James to, to spend a minute on the offensive line here, absolutely dominant on the left side in the run game against the Steelers the the PFF grades bear it out the rewatch bears it out Quentin Spain with a couple snatch pancakes on Cam Hayward who is great that's as good as it gets he he pancaked him twice in pass protection mm-hmm. that's fantastic Jonah had a great game in run blocking uh and and Trey Hopkins you know injury scare aside has been pass blocking a lot better the last two weeks and if these guys are are starting to gel and it seems like they are this offensive line could be at that average spot we wanted them to be in the preseason. It's it would be so good if they do right if they can get to that point. And it it seems like I don't expect it yet because it still feels like it's you know the liability certainly on offense, but the liability the biggest concern on the team. That being said, you're right. It feels like that they're getting ever so close to to average. Akima Denigi's been a stabilizer at right guard suddenly. It feels like they've been looking for someone to be 
just okay there. And okay is good enough, you know, if, if you have uh, what they have on offense. And the same thing with Trey Hopkins. And hopefully he can continue to take those strides. Zach Taylor mentioned he might be limited early in the week. Hopefully he can still practice because it feels like the Wednesday practices have benefited him. The extra reps have benefited him. And this line, overall, I, I still think Jonah is, you know, the I obviously has the highest upside, probably the best offensive lineman in that room. But Quentin Spain has been so fun to watch. And, and I, I know that's your boy, and I get it. I love his attitude. I love how he goes by Mr. Undrafted, and he's going to prove everybody wrong. And that is the identity that this offensive line needs. Because even a guy like Jonah Williams, people doubted this offseason. Uh, first round pick, doubted him. Spain, doubted him. People are doubting Trey Hopkins still. No one expected Akeem Adeniji to be a, a starter, even in year two as a sixth rounder. Just didn't think it, even though he got praised after the draft in 2020 and all that stuff. And then Riley Reef, he's a journeyman, former first rounder. He's fine. But, you know, so he's probably the least doubted out of all of them. But, yeah, I think uh, I think the path to them becoming an average unit as a whole is much more realistic. And it's almost a picture that we can – you don't want me painting it because I'm an awful artist, but it's a picture you could paint and visualize realistically, not in your dreams, which is not something I think we would have said, oh, I don't know, three weeks ago, six weeks ago, a month, you know, multiple months ago because of uh, how big of a liability this offensive line has been. And, and a big part of this is, yes, there is some individual skill development, left tackle, left guard, right tackle. You have individually better performances this year than what you got in most of 2020. Center seems like it's getting back to that point. Right guard, still a bit of a wild card, you know, a little up and down. But as you said, Adenergy seems to have stabilized things a little bit there. But a big reason that they seem to be finding the success is their the the run game stuff is crystallizing the wide receivers and in wide receivers, offensive line, tight ends, quarterbacks, running backs are all bought in to this wide zone idea, this Frank Pollock idea. The idea that we thought was coming with Zach Taylor from the Rams in the first place in the running game. It took him a few years to get there. It took Frank Pollock's return to get there. And, you know, run defenses aside, they're going to get some more soft run defenses the rest of the way. And look at how the Patriots are winning, by the way, while the rest of the NFL is going right toward the uh, the passing game. The Patriots are like, you know, we'll run power on you, too. And we'll, too, gaff you. We'll do all these old school things that everyone's forgotten how to do. The Bengals can do some of that, too. And, and that really has come together in a big way in the last couple of weeks. They've adapted the way that they protect. They're, they're keeping guys in. They've got the early chips when they want to take shots. And outside of that, Joe Burrow, while he's taking some sacks he shouldn't, we've talked about that, he's generally been really good at getting the ball out quickly when they need to. So when they go to empty, the ball's out quick, even, even though he occasionally will take a sack there, right? So they're doing things to help the offensive line, and the offensive line is playing a little bit better. So these things combine for what we've seen, which has been a pretty stable product, at least for the last couple of weeks. More offensive line talk ties into the TJ Watt conversation. TJ Watt positive for COVID. We'll go there coming up next. In life, we're all bound for different things. But with beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, immersion, rejuvenation, or maybe 
you're bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, look, when I'm at the beach, I'm kicking my feet up and, uh, and relaxing, getting away from Jake Lisko, my guy, and, and having a nice cocktail. Or, you know, yeah, no, maybe Jake will we'll take a beachbound vacation together. That'd be fun, huh? Either way, beachbound vacations is going to find the place for you, the destination for you, what you're looking for. So what are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, James, there's a bit of a scare because TJ Watt has COVID and was all up in Joe Burrow's face on a play that yeah. Jonah Williams took exception to. We started the day talking about Riley Reef, the right tackle, and, and talking mm-hmm. about the offensive line and how well Jonah Williams has played. And on that very play, Quentin Spain, the first there to defend his quarterback after TJ Watt really extended uh, a block after an interception beyond what was maybe appropriate, or at least that seemed to be how Jonah Williams felt. Yeah, it was unnecessary. And I, you know, I ripped him after the game, TJ Watt, that is. Um, and I put the the whole clip at allbangles.com or it's on, on my other YouTube too. I tweeted it out. It's the easiest way to find it. If, if you want to see the Jonah Williams clip, but uh, uh, I'll read the quote here. One of the quotes, because we, we talked, I hogged, the mic for about two minutes during this zoom and asked him three questions about it. But he said, quote, I don't think he would have blocked anyone else on the field in the same, same manner. And he said, I don't like seeing anyone hit my quarterback like that. So I don't necessarily know the rules, whether or not it was clean or dirty necessarily is what I was asking him. He said, but I definitely don't like it. And that's the thing. I don't know if it was necessarily dirty, right? Joe Burrow just kind of downplayed it. Zach Taylor downplayed it. And that's probably because they don't want the controversy. But it is BS. Like there's a difference between dirty and unnecessary BS. And I think it definitely falls under the unnecessary BS. And so now you have Bengals fans asking you probably certainly asking me, well, does this impact things now with TJ Watt on the COVID-19 reserve list? And it's a damn shame because Watt didn't get close to Burrow all damn day as a pass rusher. I don't know. You know, that's his job. And he didn't get close to him. But he does this unnecessarily. And so now we have to, to worry about it a little bit. Here's what I know. Joe Burrow's vaccinated. He's um, not a close contact now because of that. But will he get tested? He's got to get tested once a week anyway. Uh, so I, I imagine. And, and it's really not just TJ Watt. The fact that there is someone that tested positive on the other team. Now you're going to maybe see a, a case or two, much like after the Browns game when we saw Chidobe Awuji, Marcus Bailey, there were multiple positive COVID tests in the Bengals locker room after the Browns had a mini outbreak. Hopefully that's not the case this week because you, you don't have the luxury of the bye. But yeah, the uh, the TJ Watt stuff, man, It uh, I think Jonah was right, and, and I, I'm glad that he spoke up. I asked him for a reason because I thought maybe an offensive lineman wouldn't downplay it, and uh I gave him a day to, you know, digest it, watch the film, and, and obviously it was an unnecessary play. There's a couple things there, right? One, you you love the offensive linemen standing up for their quarterback is something that we wanted to see this year. We have seen it. We've seen 
the sideline get animated asking for Joe Burrow to be protected and slowly he's getting a few more calls in that area. I mean, it could be, could be better for sure. Right. I I feel like there's still some hits he takes that, you know, he could use a little bit more protection, but slowly you're seeing that come along and, and hearing Jonah talk about it openly in a press conference, you know, hopefully it doesn't stir up too much when the Bengals go for their fourth straight win against the Steelers next year. That's right. Fourth straight win against the Steelers in 2022 because they're not going to the playoffs and they're not going to play again this year. Hopefully it doesn't kick up controversy then, but you you like to see it. And that's the kind of attitude you like. The other thing that I liked in Jonah Williams press conference was the, uh, the mention of the cart. Is there a bigger fan of the cart James? Than Jonah Williams. He, he has a mug. This man has a mug with a picture of the cart on it, and he holds it up in the middle of his press conference to talk about it. Yeah. It, look, I like I like Jonah Williams' sense of humor. And with that big ass beard, he can say stuff and not uh not make any expression. And it's just hilarious. He's got that Hagrid beard. Uh, my Harry Potter fans will, will get that reference. Um, but yeah, he uh he said that that Mike Cart mug was a gift from his brother. His brother took a took one of the pictures of the cart and made a custom mug apparently. And and so kudos to that. Hopefully it's a nice mug. I am a little jealous cuz this Mike cart is more famous than us or anybody else that covers the Bengals. It's ridiculous, but uh, uh I'm just kidding about the jealous part. But it is it is kind of funny how um how Jonah Williams has has taken a you know um a uh, love for you know has has so much love for the card. Jonah Williams has memes. You know he, he's maybe not the best dancer. He, you know he, he said. I he's think not he was fine. I think he was Look, fine. I do too. I'm talking. I'm using his words, right? Like he's like, I don't care if I make a fool out of myself. I'm just out there to celebrate with the boys. Yeah. Well, people people got on Hakeem Adenogy's case too. I mean, I it's a two step. Like it's it's not that. Yeah, there, there's not much to that one. I, I thought they did a good job either way, but it's nice to see these offensive linemen having fun. We talked a lot about the defense yesterday. I wanted to spend some time in this episode shining the light on the offensive line who, and, and the entire offense and coaching staff, quite frankly, who everyone's like, they need to draft Penny Sewell or, or fire everybody there negligent they're they're recklessly endangering joe burrow and yeah he's taken some hits he shouldn't have taken this year and there are times that the offensive line in pure drop back passing situations has left something to be desired i mean you go back a couple weeks to the browns game that's not so good when you're in that situation but when you're running the ball well and you're in your game script this offensive line is built for those situations you just you know can't spot the other team a 20 point lead and and I mean, that's hard for anybody. It's especially hard against Miles Garrett. So credit to the offensive line for taking some steps, especially in run blocking the past few weeks. It'll be fun to see that keep up because I don't think the Chargers are great against the run. And and then I think they've got a, a few teams down the stretch, the Chiefs, the Ravens, some teams that they should be able to still run against. And I'm excited to see that and see how this balanced offense, this this bilateral approach where they can win in multiple ways plays out because I think they can win in multiple ways. And we talked about it yesterday. We've seen it the last couple of weeks and, and earlier in the season. They'll have more opportunities to show that the rest of the way as they continue to fight 
for this playoff berth and the playoff odds conversation gets pretty interesting, James. I've got some simulators up. We can talk about that. We can talk about what what the uh, various ELO rankings see from the Bengals as this season is approaching meaningful December football in Cincinnati. So we'll discuss coming up next. Bet Online has you covered all season long. You hear us talk about them. You need to get to betonline.ag because they have more odds, props, and contests. Then you could imagine. So whether it's something as simple as, I don't know, maybe a little Joe Mixon prop bet, maybe you're going to take the Bengals to win the AFC North or Joe Burrow to win comeback player of the year. You can do all of that on BetOnline's new updated desktop or their mobile site, which I use regularly. And it is so simple to use. So check them out right now, betonline.ag. And when you sign up and you make that first deposit, use promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. It's that simple. Promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus, free money that you can use on Joey B and company on Sunday this week uh, against the Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Or maybe you want to bet on Steph Curry, or maybe you want to bet on my University of Cincinnati Bearcats as they try to make a run at the college football playoff. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, use that promo code locked on. Bet online, where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed playoffs that's right we're talking playoffs on the locked on (laughs) bengals podcast and the the reason that i bring this up is when you look at the remaining games for the cincinnati bengals 538 gives each game a score to to give it an overall you know how, how fun will this game be to watch for example against the chargers this week they give the quality of the game a 64 out of 100 the importance of the game, a 98. So what does that mean, a 98 importance of the game? Well, it means that the Bengals win the game. Currently, it's 65% to make the playoffs in the 538 model. They jump up to about 80% to make the playoffs. So plus 15% to make the playoffs if they win this game in the 538 model. If they lose this game, down to 42%. That's minus 20 some odd percent if they lose the game in that model. And pretty much every game remaining for the Bengals this year is is in that same boat. So 98 for importance against the Chargers. And then against the 49ers, this is their least important in quotes game the rest of the year, 88 in performance. The next week, where's the next week? I've lost the next week. I found it yesterday when I was looking at this stuff and now it's not here. The Ravens is 97 in, in week 16. So you get the idea. They're all 90, 95, 96, 97, 98 importance, a lot riding on these games. And, and when you look at playoff odds right now, it looks good. They're, they're at seven and four. You go three and three, the rest of the way, 10 and seven. Yeah, probably gets in. So a little bit of breathing room against some good teams down the stretch. Yeah, and and that was why Sunday night 
for as cool as it would be to move into first place in the north, the fact that the Ravens beat the, the Browns, knock them down a peg, you get a little breathing room there, game and a half. You have the, uh, you, you know, the lead that you got yourself on the Steelers. Now you can do it again this week against the Chargers, and that's the key. It's the fifth seed in the AFC Bengals, seventh seed Chargers. You want to win that tiebreaker. You want to give yourself an edge winning games like this. It's huge, huge, huge when you're talking about this weird AFC where there's a bunch of blah, and there's going to be really, really good teams that emerge, and then there's going to be teams that fall back down to earth. And a couple of weeks ago, it felt like the Bengals were falling back down to earth, and then they pressed that boost button. And, you know, that's something you can get from Built Bar, by the way, the boost button. And so you do that, press the boost button, boom, now you're seven and four and those playoff odds, boom, jump up again. So that's something that that is going to fluctuate. But here's the thing, Jake, if they can win, get to eight and four, you're going to slowly see the importance of some of these games. I think it would drop more because because they separate themselves. And so that's part of it is you're hoping if you're a Bengals fan to see that importance number slowly or, or maybe quickly if they win a couple games here drop because they're doing what they need to do in handling business. And you know, if you had to pick games, it's obviously all of the AFC games and and you're right, the 49ers. Of all of them, if you had to pick one to lose, that would be the one. Every game just incredibly important down the stretch which is fun for us it's fun for fans and and it's more fun for fans if they win so hopefully they win if they win their next three games they're pretty much in the playoffs right so it's more more fun for us if they win too i gotta be honest that's that's 100 percent true but but (laughs) it's more fun to talk about a win than a loss (laughs) you get to 10 and 4 right you're in the playoffs which is you know we'll see how we look back on some of the games this season but they they to put it in their terms, they have everything in front of them. Their their fate is is very much in their own hands right now, which is a situation the Bengals haven't been in going into December since well, – I, I don't even know if December mattered in 2015 because they got off to ho- such a hot start. I mean, it was probably it, before it, it was about the number one seed in 2015. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. So, uh, Looking at another site – Football Outsiders also does playoff odds. They've updated things after the Sunday games. The Bengals plus 17.5% in Football Outsiders odds, up to about 53%, second highest chance to get into the playoffs in the division. Football Outsiders remain skeptical of the Bengals. They've been skeptical of the Bengals all year. They think that you know even some of their quality wins, like Pittsburgh and uh, and Vegas, they, they don't think those ga- those teams are very good. They do think uh, Baltimore is good. So so that is like certainly a very quality win in their system. But still, I think when when the DVOA comes out tomorrow, we're going to see the the football outsiders rankings, which are all math driven and have a pretty good track record of being predictive, be a little bit bearish, a little bit down on the Bengals. But all that being said they do like the Bengals chance to make the playoffs much more this week than last week. And if they can win another game currently at 53% compared to the chargers at 52%, you imagine these teams in very similar situations, right? And so this game again, very, very important. The last thing I'll note here, James, is that going back to 538, they do ELO rankings every week. The Bengals back in the top 10 after beating the Steelers ahead of the Rams, ahead of the chargers, 
and ahead of some of the AFC fringe playoff contenders like the Colts, Broncos, and Browns. So there you go. The Cincinnati Bengals moving on up in one thing some I, rankings. One thing I wanted to mention, I just wanted to check before I, I misspoke. Uh, I, I don't want to say that they're not in the running for the top seed in the AFC, by the way, because they technically are. Now, do, do you buy them as that? I don't know about that. But, I mean, if they catch the Ravens, right, who, who knows? Right now the Patriots are the two seed. You got the Ravens. You know, the, the Bills are a wild card. Uh, if if things played out the way they are right now, they'd play the Chiefs in the playoffs in the wild card round. But, yeah, they, they everything, literally anything they could possibly have wanted with this season, division, uh, buy, all of that stuff is in front of them. Is it realistic to expect that? No, I don't think so. Um, that being said, are they capable of making a run? I'm not going to say no, because what the hell do I know after what I said about the defense and the fact that they've, uh, you know, kind of shored things up there at least a little bit. So uh, this is, you're right, it, it's really exciting. And there's so many different outcomes. And I think the magical number is 10. Nine isn't going to be good enough because if they only have nine wins, they're going to lose some of these games that are going to cost them in the tiebreakers. Ten, I think there are going to be a lot of nine and eight teams, a lot of eight, nine teams, uh, teams that are eight and eight going into that final week. And so if they can put themselves at a notch above that, I think they're going to find themselves uh, in the postseason. So uh, winning these back-to-back games after the bye, huge, huge, huge. And we'll see if they can keep it wrong against the Chargers this Sunday. We'll see if they can get to a three-game win streak, which you know has been tough for happened. them. They haven't done it this year, and they're gonna have some really yeah they're gonna have some really difficult opponents down the stretch. But if they go out and play well against the Chargers and and have a couple good games out here against you know the Chargers, the 49ers, the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Chiefs being the big one, right? Like how do they hang with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who have had their issues this year, but I think are not a great matchup in some ways for this defense. Like I don't think that's a matchup that any defense looks forward to with no. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and and, and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Uh, if they can play well in those games, then you'll have a believer in me, right? Right now I'm still like, I think they're, I'm going to use a, Nate Tice's words from the athletic football show. I think they're a legitimate playoff team right now, but, and they might even win a playoff game. I'm I'm not even saying like, they're just going to go be a wildcard team and lose. I think they could win a playoff game, but for, for me to believe that they're going to really make noise in the AFC, which is wide open right now, they need a couple more wins over some of these other AFC teams in the playoff picture, because the only one of those they have right now, against the team that's really pushing in the AFC playoff picture is the Baltimore Ravens. And that's a great, great win, but you know, do it against the chargers, do it against the chiefs. Then you're going to have some real believers and and you're going to have some momentum going. And this team is going to have a lot of belief in itself. Not that I think they need it because I think they are very confident. I believe Zach Taylor when he says that, but that's how you build some confidence, some real belief that you can beat these teams because you've played them. Yeah. I, Totally agree. You know, the next six weeks, they're going to have a lot of tests. In the San Francisco 49ers, I get it. It doesn't have the playoff impact, but they're hitting their stride. And it's tough to play teams like that that are really starting to play well and and you try to stop their momentum a bit. So, yeah, I think uh, we're going to figure out what this team is. And are they playing like a playoff team? The past two weeks they have. 
two weeks prior to that, they hadn't. And so uh, will they continue to go up? Will they drop down? Will it be this roller coaster that we've seen so far this season? We'll, uh, we'll start to get more of a complete picture. It's tough. It's tough as a young team, too. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see them go up and down a little bit more this year. Credit the coaches. Credit these young players for, for coming together, for making adjustments over the course of the year, for growing. You know, Zach Taylor's job, pretty damn safe. Nobody's talking about the Zach Taylor hot seat. Some people are still talking about Zach Taylor for coach of the year. Brian Callahan's getting some talk in the NFL.com article. He's, he's on the honorable mention list for future head coaching candidates, along with Dan Pitcher, depending on how things go with Joe Burrow the next few years. So, you know, there, there's a couple ways this thing could go. And it's not what we were talking about at the beginning well, of the it, season. And that's a lot of they, fun. Yeah, if they go... Let's say they they make a run here. Let's say they win four out of the next six and they beat the Chiefs and you know they handle business against the Chargers and maybe they win a playoff game. Brian Callahan's probably getting interviews and and not just interviews for to, to for the fact to interview him. Like I, I think there's a, a chance there. Like, did, did anybody think about Zach Taylor at the start of December? And Apparently. then suddenly, you know what I'm saying? And and then suddenly, you know, it picked up steam and the, the Rams were hitting their stride and it just. So that it happens. I mean, he's just one of the many examples. So, uh, yeah, it, it is kind of crazy when we talk about coaching future. We're almost talking about, I could, could that assistant get a look versus, hey, man, is, is Zach Taylor on the dots? You know, hell, I led that, that conversation. He was 625 and one. I think it was a fair conversation to have. Seven and four, not so much. Quite a turnaround for these coaches, for this team, for these fans, for this organization. Second game of a three-game homestretch coming up tomorrow. We look back at the Steelers game one last time with Mike Santagata. We get onto our film review, our film takeaways. What drove the beat down of the Pittsburgh Steelers on the Bengals' first game of their homestand? We'll get there tomorrow. Until then, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.